Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Night Swarm from uh, Mammoth Games Inc. and the Mammoth Games Cast. As you know, we are kicking off our new series. Um, new series is titled Story Mode. Uh, as always, I'm here with Filtercord. What's up, man? What up? Uh, and we decided to start this series as, uh, you know, we found kind of an opening uh, where sometimes people don't have 40 hours to pump into a video game. Uh, yeah, 40 on the light side on some of these. Yeah. Um, so what we want to do is we want to make that accessible for people who, uh, you know, want to ingest that information while they work out, while they uh, drive on their commute to work, while they, shit, in some cases are working. Right, um, like me. So, like, like, like you. Um, so, uh, you know, if there are those games that you play... Uh, that you may have not played the previous installments, this will be a great place for that. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be able to come here, you'll be able to listen to uh, what happened, kind of connect those dots, um, and uh, hopefully enjoy our um, really, really poor sense of humor in between. Right. Um, so that's what we're doing with our story mode, uh, and you guys can... Um, you know, feedback is is uh, very important to us. So, um, if there's things that you love, things that you don't like so much, let us know. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, I'm not sure if you can do that on Podbean or Stitcher, or you can drop us a line over on our social medias um, at Mammoth Games Inc. on Twitter. Um, that's also a good place to know uh, to get updates on when we go live when we're going to be doing stuff like this. We do record this live on uh, Sundays, usually right after um, the Mammoth Games cast. Right. Uh, and it'll be bi-weekly, uh, unless, you know, things get really crazy mm -hmm. um, and people really like this, then we'll see what happens. Um, and then on... Uh, and then this will be released, uh, of course, bi-weekly, the following um, Wednesday, I believe. Um, so recorded Sunday, released the Wednesday right after, and then you'll have that week off where we'll still be doing the Mammoth Games cast. You guys can join us for that. Um, and as well, uh, if you do like the Mammoth Games cast, you can follow us on Facebook at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live. Or, so you uh, can keep up with all of our uh, fun shenanigans um, and chat with us about, you know, that kind of weekly stuff. Uh, different place, but we do post uh, about... Uh, pretty much everything we do in the MGI over there. So we appreciate all likes, comments, shares, reviews, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get started with uh, our first episode of Story Mode. Hell yeah. So uh, yeah, to start out, um, this is kind of inspired by uh, me playing a lot of Witcher 3. Um, so we're going to dig into the first Witcher game, which of course... Um, you know, it's very dated. It's very of its time. It actually came out in October of 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a tough play. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very small team worked on it. Yeah. How, how many people worked on this? Was it like total, like, it was like, I think they, I think they geared up. I think they ended with like 30 or 40 people, including contractors and, you know, additional oh, people okay. helping out. So it definitely never got to like a huge team. Uh, it was, you know, they've always had ambition to be a AAA, but this definitely was not it. <laughs> okay, so to give you a little bit of background to get started with um, The Witcher, the original Witcher game right. that came out. Um, 
It is uh, a single-player action role-playing game uh, developed by CD Projekt Red, who, of course, we all know and love today. Uh, but back then, like we were saying, it brand was new. a very yeah, brand new. These guys were more in the... Um, what, what field were they in? Uh, CD Projekt Red. What was that? Uh, well, know. actual CD Projekt, the parent company, had uh, exclusive like distribution rights to Poland. So they would right. actually help with the localization. Sometimes they would do the voice recording themselves on certain games. And then they would help determine like what is the total number of... like We're going to buy 15,000 copies of you know Halo 1 and distribute those in Poland. And we'll see. You know They would sell, sell them to game stores... Or uh, individual buyers or things like that. So, right, um, kind of a weird angle to come into game development on, but definitely people who are very interested, you know. Right, right. Um, so, you know, super interesting to see where these guys kind of ended up. You know, like what coming from, I guess. Yeah. Um, very, very small, and uh, that's kind of important because. You know, it, it shows something that I was saying a bit earlier, uh, you know, before the show. Um, it shows if you like something, you enjoy it, and you give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it They might make something rough at first, but, uh, you know, it, it, it could continue, it could blossom, and it could become the fucking The Witcher 3. You know what I mean? Yeah, go on to be, like, you know, Literally one of the, the best, best RPGs ever made, yeah. Right, right. Um so, uh, so you know, that's really cool. Um, the simple version of this, uh, the game is centered on, uh, well, the name for one of this character, I think, is uh, kind Very of a chiffing gif. Yep. Um, Geralt or Geralt? Geralt or Geralt. Um, I say Geralt. Uh, yeah, but I say both. He, you do say both. Um, the game is centered on uh, Geralt, the Witcher, also known as the White Wolf, uh, who at the beginning of this game suffers amnesia. Um, he gradually learns um, that he is a renowned Witcher and that he has friends and enemies all over. Um, some that he, uh, you know, uh, some remember him, but obviously with amnesia, he's not going to remember them. So it's kind of a confusing thing which is a great setup for their first game mm-hmm. you know you're learning about the character the character's learning about himself yeah um and that's a good way to start i think that's a good way to start any video game it's kind of cheesy at this point but you know looking back in 2007 um for a very small company you expect the you expect it to be a little cheesy i think mm-hmm. um uh, but yeah, through uh, you know through the player's actions, he'll redefine those uh, relationships, choose his path, um, and uh, who he surrounds himself with. Um, right. So it's 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 a pretty interesting game. It uh, again, like I said, it's a single player action role playing game. Um, so think along the lines of uh, you know something like Dragon Age. Or yeah, and it's definitely Dragon um, Age is pretty close, I think. Yeah, it's more. I mean, they it is built on uh, a modified version of the Aurora engine that Bioware had used, you know, previously on like Neverwinter Nights and um, uh, Baldur's Gate. But in this case, it was they kind of wanted uh, Geralt to be a lot more like a lonely character, um, mm-hmm. where he's playing by himself, and you basically you really don't have party members unless like one NPC might tag along with you for like half a mission. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, it's really just you know you playing the single character on screen. Mm-hmm. So it does not have the like party integration system that a lot of RPGs have. Definitely. Um, so um, <coughs> just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, this is based on a novel series uh, called The Witcher, or go ahead and you pronounce that. We'll see uh, what happens. Viedsman. Viedsman. The W's. I don't it know. Technically, it means hex. Not... Uh, okay. So yeah. Witcher is like a made-up English word, I guess. Yeah. Well, Witcher sounds a little better than Hexer, I think. I don't right. know. Hexer's kind of cool. Hexer's all right. It's all right, but I think The Witcher has a better ring to it. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, the novel series was by uh, and uh, and Andre. Says, it's not Andre, right? It's Andre. Sapowski. Is it Andre? Yeah, yeah. I oh, finally figured shit. out how it's actually pronounced. Okay, so there's some Z's and a J in there, and yeah. uh, but we will call him Mr. Sapowski. No, uh, well, okay, so it's if it's Andre, um, yeah. he originally wrote this for. Uh, a contest held by a magazine. Yeah, it was like a fantasy sci-fi magazine. So he like wrote one short story, and it was like it was either the winner or the runner-up. Right, and on, off of that, he ended up writing eight books that have been published since from ninety-two to twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting to see that uh, this game came out in two thousand seven, and he continued to write stories for this after yeah. the game released. Um, if you know anything. Uh, about him um, he's not a big video game fan (laughs) yeah I mean he's an older guy Um, let me actually look him up specifically he is 71 yeah so he's probably really not a computer guy he's probably hand wrote all these books yeah he's got his (laughs) typewriter and that's new technology yeah I mean Uh, he was a you know he originally was like a a economist and um, became a sales rep for a foreign trade company so wow. like he uh you know he's definitely just he came from it from a weird direction and then he ended up being probably the most famous polish um writer like fantasy author yeah yeah so yeah. um yeah i mean it's it's uh kind of came from it from a weird way he's just a weird guy in general like these dudes always are like if you look at george rr R. martin he's like the weirdest living human being to ever crawl out of a rock he's a so, weird guy you know, yeah it's to be expected that he's got some really dumb opinions on shit. Sure. Um, so, uh, from that, 2007, uh, specifically October 26, 2007, came out for PC and Mac. Um, and uh, in my experience, just to give you the rundown of what you're looking at experience-wise here. Um, you played this game. Did you complete this game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I did not complete this game. I played this game, got it a bit late. I probably played it in uh, 2010. And yeah, that's probably about when I played it. And it felt, to me, um, it just it felt so old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just couldn't... I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I was like, man, there's other really cool things that I want to play right now. And this, it wasn't big yet. They, they, have, they didn't find their... Um, their stride until I would say in their second game They're, they yeah. they knew what they were doing then I mean they didn't really um, hit their stride until the third but obviously yeah, yeah th- that's the, the, two that's was the like home a, run yeah Witcher 2 was like a functional interesting game whereas Witcher 3 is like the best thing ever yeah so, so it so, really went yeah. from like not really playable to playable mm-hmm. 
to this you it's a must play game right, right. um but um yeah with that uh why don't we just go ahead and hop right on into uh hop into what is happening in the witcher yeah so um you know a lot of this we're we're kind of taking from like summaries on different game sites and uh you know the wikipedia page and just our own experience um but i'll also include some additional um stuff so basically we know the game is about Geralt of rivia um Mm -hmm. which and uh, and there are some supporting characters that we should probably mention some yeah that's true yeah you don't have Um, like a party but you do have a lot of notable characters that appear in several games yeah and um two of them are very big throughout all of the Witcher games. You have, of course, uh, Geralt of Rivia. You have Triss, mm-hmm. who is big in this first game. You have yeah, she's like a, uh, yeah, Triss is like a red-headed, uh, sort of younger sorceress, which the sorceresses are like very powerful magic users, all women. Uh, there are male wizards, but they're much weaker than women. It's just like a natural law. They have a natural affinity for it. Yeah, women are just significantly better. Right. Um, as well, we have uh, the old Witcher, the mm. the teacher of uh, Geralt of Rivia in the end, mm-hmm. uh, Vesmir. Right. Uh, he's like, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's hinted at how old he is, but he is like oh, well over 200 years old. Yeah, yeah. And um, he looks older in the first game than he does in the third game. Oh, he looks like pure dick in the first game, yeah. The, the technology is just really good. Um, yeah. All the characters, looking back on him, look really funky. Yeah. Um, Triss is pretty good, though. I think she maintained her look fairly well. Yeah, um, I think it's because she's so, like, iconically, like, described. I think that she's actually literally based on... Um, I'm just looking up her character model right now. She's She's based on like a real actress i think like a real actress um or you know actress or like celebrity i guess so she's held her looks pretty well throughout the games um and then some of the other ones we have uh siegfried Mm -hmm. yeah Um, he's like a knight and then the last one i think the name is uh torvield she's an Uh, elf right teruviel yeah yeah that one um Yeah, so those are just some of the some of the key players um, that you know you'll kind of you may hear us mention um, and kind of who they are and and, and what they do. Um, yeah, cool. So we'll go ahead and continue on. So uh, yeah, so um, Geralt is a Witcher, which obviously the you know series is named after. It's kind of like mm-hmm. calling him like calling Star Wars Jedi. Right, right. You know what I mean? Kind of kind of a weird move, but uh witchers basically are um they're like they're typically orphans or they are sort of chosen out of uh, like sort of weeded out of the pack almost kind of like Jedi, so that's actually a good example. Um like witchers kind of travel around and slay monsters. That's their main thing they do. Mm-hmm. And um these monsters are like mostly taken from like slavic and like polish folklore so it's not stuff that you would typically think of it's not like i mean they do have like undead creatures but it's not like a zombie a dracula like they get really particular to like you know there are several different types of vampire that are all like specifically named like there is an alp and an alp takes the shape of like a kind of a sexy woman and 
they're very fast and they can turn invisible and shit. And then there's like a, uh, I'm trying to make sure I stick to one I actually know of. A Kikimora becomes like really large and they're like monstrous and they usually don't look like humans at all. And they, um, they have to like feed on a ton of blood and they are sort of almost like a Nosferatu type, uh, but significantly more like less human. Um, but yeah, so uh, witchers travel around and kill monsters for pay. So they're sort of like mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, sometimes it'll be like they'll, they can like lift curses. They can use very simple magic. Um, they like, they're sort of alchemists. They brew potions and things like create bombs and things like that. And some of the potions that they do brew are specific to them. They, yeah, they so need- they have, uh, so witchers go through this um, process in their training. Like they'll get picked up when they're like five, six, seven, eight years old, something like that. It's almost mm-hmm. always men. There's like, fables about female witchers but uh, as far as the like source material is concerned that doesn't happen um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they'll be trained for like several years so maybe until they're like 12 13 14 then they'll undergo this process called the trial of the grasses in which they're given uh, like uh, mutation agents like almost like they're hit with like radiation or something um, yeah. Something that will cause their genes to change. Mutate. And then yeah. when they're in that phase, they're hit with, like, these special alchemical potions and, uh, you know, different things. And there's, like, a magical thing that happens. And then it all solidifies. And then they either live or die. So this is kind of like uh, Dragon Age, right? Becoming a Great Warden. Like, it's like a, a 75% rate of death. So about 25% of the kids that go through the Trial of the Long Grasses... Um, survive and become witchers and then basically they've been mutated um, they have like cat like eyes with like slitted pupils that they can control so that it helps them see in the dark much easier mm-hmm. um, they get the ability to do these little like minor magical tricks basically um, like they, they, they don't use magic like a wizard or a sorceress they do what's called a sign so they like make a particular shape and usually they like utter some kind of like sound that's specific and then it'll cause like a forceful push or it can like trick someone or it really reminds a, me of a cross between like naruto and uh like jedi like like a jedi yeah. yeah 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 it's i mean it's like the typical like i think they can use six signs and each sign is very good at one thing like one is defensive one makes fire one makes a push one tricks people one slows um, enemies one one makes a trap yeah so um I guess that's five. So, you know, they're, um, they have a mutated body and they're very specifically made just to be able to defeat these creatures that are like, you know, basically in the world of the Witcher, like humans are not the apex predator. Like they're killed constantly by all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like humans will be ripped apart by some of these creatures and that's what the Witcher is. Yeah, they just totally fucked. Right. So So the Witcher is like, okay, the absolute peak performance, best human being alive the Hawkeye of the Witcher world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they can maybe kill one minor enemy that Witchers, you know, eat 20 of them for breakfast. Like, uh, a Witcher is just so much beyond human capability that, you know, they are, they're necessary, but they're kind of looked down on almost like a, like a local witch. Like, somebody that is not really magical, but they can, like, brew a gross potion to make your, you know, give you an abortion or something. Right. And, like, they're kind of hated, right? Like, Everybody has to have the like the village witch or whatever nearby. Yeah, she's the only one that knows how to not get the plague. 
but the people are like, ah, I don't like this bitch. I think we need to go fucking euthanize her here in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it kind of stems from, like, that standard fear that mm. that people have of not understanding what they are and what, like, they're made for a specific reason. And right, and it's like, dude, if you didn't have witchers, like you, you would be eaten. you would be dead, <laughs> you would die. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's weird. One it, of those, is, it is very typical. Like, you know, people are afraid of the things that they don't understand. They don't understand. So. Yeah. So, um, so that's basically like some of the background of what a witcher is. Like, Geralt happens to be a like particularly, um, like he's particularly gifted. Yeah. Um, he's sort of the most famous, one of the most famous, like, modern witchers. Um, in general, the entire, like, the, the, I guess, species or, you know, whatever you would refer to that as, like, the practice of creating witchers has died out. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, we, we mentioned Vesemir, the, the witcher that trained the all of the, you know, like, the existing witchers that we know about. He was a fencing instructor. He was not, like, the grand marshal he wasn't like the headmaster you know what i mean so he doesn't know how to perform the trial anymore mm-hmm. so basically they have what they have and that's it um yeah so um the witcher basically has these uh the, the first game has these three major paths uh through the game so if you you know if you want to you can um kind of like follow what the books would do but this stuff isn't doesn't directly take place from the books uh, certain things are referenced but um basically the when you're going through the main game um like witchers are supposed to be neutral so they're mm-hmm. always like witchers are not political they don't choose sides and wars they just do the witching job and move on so um basically uh, the like true i guess playthrough is you just maintain neutrality even though Geralt's kind of not known to do that yeah um or you can choose probably the canonical, uh, you know, thing that Geralt would really do based on books. Um, you form an alliance with uh, this this group of non-humans and mostly elves. Um, this is a world where like elves and dwarves and shit exist. Um, so they're called the Scoyatel, the squirrels. They're basically the like a. Squirrels. Uh, it's very similar, almost again to uh, like the Dragon Age world, which obviously Dragon Age is similar to a lot of things because it's based on them. It's very new, mm-hmm. but. Um, basically the uh the elves and the dwarves you know used to have these great massive kingdoms and empires and they were so like advanced and they didn't go to war with each other or whatever and then like humans show up and we're like uh i'll take that and completely fucking annihilate everything uh yeah. so that same thing has happened here where like elves and dwarves are sort of second class citizens um I, I, like what they were trying to do is sort of relate elves and dwarves to like Jews in medieval Europe where like you know they were obviously serving like a really important function they were really good at certain things and in fact they were like um, Christians were not allowed to charge interest on loans in the middle ages it was like a religious thing right mm-hmm. and uh, so therefore people that gave loans that got interest had to be Jews so like Jewish people wouldn't be invited to a village it's like hey we need somebody who can be a, a lender in this town and like they would put out a call that's like hey we need some Jews to move to town like <laughs> it was not necessarily like an evil thing right it wasn't like bad it was just the that's how things were at the time for sure uh, however you know this in this case it's like okay dwarves 
just like in all fantasy media, they're really good at smithing or whatever. They make really good armor and weapons. So like, hey, our guards need some good shit. Let's hire some dwarves. All the dwarves move in, and then like fucking three years later, it's like, uh, hey, dwarves are evil money grubbers. Let's annihilate their entire kind. <laughs> so there's like constantly like pogroms and shit going on. So the non-humans are starting to get really like, um, unhappy with that, and they're like forming guerrilla like insurgent armies to try to, you know, claw back some of their own territory back from humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the scoyotel, the squirrels. Um, or the, like, bad playthrough, basically. Uh, you can ally yourself with the Order of the Flaming Rose, which is basically a ultra-religious, uh, like, knight group. It's almost like a, you know, like a Knights Templar or something like that. Um, who are... Um, they're explicitly, like allowed to exist like they're they're given power by the king of Tamaria which I believe is going to be one of the full tests like the older full test I think mm-hmm. um, so they're like this knightly organization that sort of like some of the stuff they say in the game like they, these these games are not designed to be black and white good and evil it's supposed to like really make you think because some of the stuff that the order of the flaming rose wants to do is good but then their method is like we'll exterminate all these people because of how they look you know what I mean? Which is like usually yeah, that's not, not great. great. That's that's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, this game in particular opens up. Um, there's like a, a cutscene and a little bit of play that you go through, which is um, Geralt is hired to uh, cure the king's daughter of a curse that is basically turning her into a monster. Um, which is like this really great cutscene. Uh, it's like a, a, a really like it's extremely dated and you can definitely tell it's of its time but it's really good considering this is the first thing that these people have ever done in video yeah, games yeah and it was a like an inner city fight right yeah it's in the middle of the fucking capital yeah, city yeah and um, she turns and she has like red hair on the back of this feral beast or whatever right yeah it's like this big thing with like a long head kind of like almost like a horse like head with like a big thick like gorilla and the, and the teeth kind of extrude like the lips come back kind of like you would imagine like a yeah um like when like it, it, it reminds me of something. it reminds me of uh like king kong when he yells and his teeth kind of stick yeah. out further than his lips yeah so um definitely like a powerful like spooky creature right um basically he like has to go through this particular thing and it's like you have to like get her to sleep under a full moon with a bag of rice at her left side (laughs) like a very like folk tradition weird shit you know yeah um and basically like he i mean obviously he like cures her or whatever um that's something that was referenced in the books um so he resolves the curse, but there's like I, I believe that's the first time you get the like what do you do like how do you resolve this curse how do you ask for extra money do you like blackmail them do you whatever so like that comes back later in a really small way but um basically the like the proper part of the game opens up uh Geralt is found passed out in a field uh and he is taken to the like main witcher stronghold which is where uh the witchers are split up into different schools that have their own particular methods so he's from the school of the wolf that's why he's called the white wolf uh he's also like pure white hair he's like uh some people that go through the trial of long grasses become albino afterwards as part of the mutations and he's one of those right 
Um, so basically, like, um, in the books, and it's like this big famous thing, he gets, uh, Geralt gets tied up in like a peasant revolt and gets stabbed by a pitchfork through his gut. So later on in the games, they'll reference pitchforks and how Geralt doesn't like pitchforks, which is yeah, funny. That's but uh, basically, he was just kind of lost for a while, and he's actually thought to have died in this battle. And uh, it turns out he was just uh, fucked up, amnesic, like wandering around in the world. Uh, so he's brought back by his uh, brother, um, Witchers, uh, Lambert, Eskull, and of course the, uh, the old master, Vesemir. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, Geralt's like starting to figure out who he is, and you're kind of doing some basic like training and stuff like that. And then uh, the castle is attacked by a group of bandits, uh, which call themselves Salamandra. And they have, like, a symbol of, like, a salamander. Um, which is much cooler uh, in, like, a historical context. They thought that, like, salamanders would just, like, climb out of fire. Yeah. For some yeah. reason. Like, they were just there was a fire and just salamanders would be born out of it. Like, obviously there's no reality yeah. of that, but I don't know where that came I from. I do want to go back and like look at some of the schools really quick because there are quite a lot of schools and yeah there's a ton yeah i mean there's uh of course the wolves um the right the wolf is like a very balanced school um they're like they're not particularly known for any certain thing um whereas like some of the other schools are like the school of the the school of the cat yeah they're very right so cat is known they do like light weapons and armor they're they're faster Um, on their feet stealthy they're fast um, they're known for being really quick, and they actually, like, their school kind of abandoned the neutrality principle and became, like, assassins for hire. Yeah. Which, because they were like, oh, we'll make more money doing this. And then every once in a while, I'll kill, a like, a fucking weird water witch or whatever, but in the meantime, I'm going to go assassinate the fucking king of whatever. Right. And meanwhile, like, so, and, like, the flip side of that would be probably, like, the school of the bear. Right, bears like very heavy gear. Yeah, um, they're like an extremely far north like winter climate is where these guys are from. Tough so, as fuck. There's um, also they're like extremely tough. There's also uh, the school of the viper that you run into. Yep. Uh, the manticore, griffin, crane. Um, Cranes. Yeah, cool. there's and and all of them like you can kind of see the animal or creature that they've aligned themselves with and get kind of an idea. You know, like what style they might have right. viper and crane right. they'll be very much on finesse yep and cat and cat yeah whereas you know manticore is heavier griffin's um, a little griffin is yeah. balanced kind of like the a wolf. wolf yeah but yeah so um you know like i said this game has a lot of um it's got a lot of like the choices that you come across are not black and white they usually have pretty big repercussions um so uh anyways uh yeah basically they're attacked by a salamandra which is this organization uh of like the bandits but they're like very well placed they have very good intel they're definitely being funded by some powerful organization um it's like this whole battle that's like blowing up parts of uh, the school uh, of the uh, castle that they live in and care more. Yeah, and all of this, um, yeah, again, is happening in the castle. That like right in the grounds of the yeah, castle. Yeah, several times, you know, you guys regroup where like Geralt and Vesemir and Triss, they you know, they they kind of all come back together and like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is where these guys are. Um, and you're kind of like falling back, like so. You start out fighting on the walls. Yeah. 
and then they breach the inner courtyard so you fall back to the main keep and then you have to fall back to the the dungeon or whatever to like you have like six people to defend against an entire fucking army and the school's just falling to bits it is not doing yeah, it's well. Completely at one point, as you're running along the wall, uh, Geralt tries to run up some stairs, like a stone staircase, and it just crumbles mm. beneath him, dropping a few guys that were chasing him, which was good. Right. But but also your fucking house. Yeah. Is destroyed. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So they also use the assistance of Triss Marigold, who is this, you know, the the red haired sort of younger sorceress that we talked about. She's like known. She's famous for being able to, like, launch these powerful, like, fire attacks. Um, so, uh, the witchers, uh, teaming up with Triss are defending him, but they, the, uh, enemies have a mage, uh, called Azar Javed, uh, and there's also one of the assassins is called the Professor. Um, they actually bust into the witcher dungeon and are able to steal these mutagen potions that genetically alter, alter witchers through the Triumph Longer, uh, grasses. Mm-hmm. Um, the witchers basically after this whole assault ends like the salamandra was successful right they got in and got what they wanted and got out um the the witchers decide uh each of the four of them are like okay i'll go north you go south he goes east you go west and we're gonna see what we can figure out so uh Geralt heads south to vizima which is the capital city of this kingdom of tamaria which we just mentioned you know from the uh like intro um King Foltest is the his his daughter that you helped that was had the curse or whatever. Um, so on the outskirts of the town, um, Geralt meets this child that sort of he, you can tell uh, they have a pendant like a specially crafted silver pendant that witchers wear, yep. which uh, vibrates in the presence of magical energy. So it could be like uh, creatures. So like the monsters that exist in the Witcher world are actually from a different dimension, but it's like insanely complicated to get into but the uh the medallion reacts to them because technically they're magical um it reacts to you know sorceresses uh wizards um basically a witcher can always tell when there's magic afoot um so it's it's like vibrating and he's like okay this you know he's talking to this kid named alvin and he's like okay this kid is like telepathic or you know might be a wizard someday or something uh and he finds out that the main city of vizima is under quarantine so to uh, obtain a pass he has to basically get rid of this like this weird like disease is being spread by this pack of dogs uh and you actually um during this whole i mean you're you're doing like side quests this whole time um you have to fight this it's the spirit of a dog that was like uh like tortured and killed by somebody basically mm-hmm. uh which it became a hellhound which is like a spiritual fire beast <laughs> and uh you have to like figure out how to kill it like the fight is insanely hard if you haven't been paying attention in the game and this is where like the game will you, like part of a quest will be like open your beast area and learn about this creature you have to kill because if you don't you're just going to be fucking murdered um so you have this big fight with the uh, the hellhound and like some w- spectral wolves or whatever um and by doing that you've basically cleansed like you've you've started the end of this disease or whatever uh, that's the reason the city's quarantined. So you get the pass, and then you basically take the head of the hellhound in this pass or whatever, and you go and you know talk to the guard, the person that gave you the quest. Um, and then uh, as soon as you get into the city, you get arrested, and uh, it's not 100% clear why at first. Um, so 
you volunteer uh, in exchange for your freedom that you're going to go into the sewer and kill this monster that lives in the sewers. Mm-hmm. So you meet up with a private investigator, which is funny. Um, you pursue multiple leads on Salamandra and witness rising tensions between the non-human populace of the town and the Order of the Flaming Rose. Um, basically, in the dungeons, uh, or in the uh, sorry, in the sewers, you have this big confrontation with uh, the enemy, uh, the, the uh, Salamandra wizard Azar Javed, and also their assassin called the Professor. Um, Gerald is knocked unconscious and just barely saved by Triss. Um, Triss invites him to. Uh, basically, it was, uh, it's like a party, a meeting between like very important officials in uh, the Vizima Trade Quarter. And the whole time you're like exploring this real city, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going from different houses. Many of the doors are locked, but sometimes you can go into certain houses and things. Yeah, they, I mean, they did um, a good pretty, job for... Pretty ambitious for yeah, the time. Yeah, for their open world, for sure. Right. Um, so when you're there, you meet the princess that you rescued before. Um, that you cured the curse of and um, you also gain leads on uh, like Salamandra they're basically like any kind of like thief or like a you know like a I don't know cult or a gang or whatever like they do have a business front that makes money Um, so you're kind of getting various leads on that and doing different quests with that shit Uh, as the order and the Scoyatel are becoming more and more violent basically attacking each other um, Geralt finds out more about that child that you met at the outskirt, Alvin. Uh, his This kid's having very powerful... Um, he's like, has powers and visions. And, like, he's just... You can tell that he's very important to what's going on. Yeah. Um, finally, you discover uh, where a certain... You know, one of many, probably, Salamandra bases are in Vizima. Um, and either you're given that information by the Order of the Flaming Rose or by the Scoyatel. And you're able to get in and face the professor, which is like a high-speed, like, rogue-type assassin enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're able to take him out. And then as soon as you get out, you're surrounded by uh, royal guards after you escape. Uh, The princess, Ada, who you obviously rescued and just talked to again, she's been forging royal edicts in her father's name, because her father's off at war. E-what? She declares that... Uh, yeah, so Full Test is, um, he's, I think he's at war in the south. Uh, is probably fighting, um, the Nilfgaardian Empire that's slowly approaching north. Um, and she's just been saying, like, oh, my father said that we're gonna do this. And then, like, all kinds of weird shit happens. (laughs) So, um, she says that, uh, Geralt's gonna have to die because he's found out that she is, you know, basically performing treason. Um, but Triss is able to teleport Geralt to a village on the other side of the lake, which Vizima is on. So they just hop across the lake and out of the city. Um, is where you meet up with the most important character in the entire series, Dandelion, who's a poet and uh, basically like a massive fuckboy. Dandy! Uh, he's like, he like travels around and he's really important in the books, but he travels around with Geralt and like, Geralt will be in this big epic battle, like slaying some beast. And then they'll go back and report that they killed whatever, you know, the evil, like, cursed giant bear or whatever. And Dandelion's like, Geralt was knocked to the ground, but I was luckily able to roll in at the last moment and spear the bear through the chest and (laughs) save his life. And then all the fucking panties in the tavern hit the floor. Yeah, he's just always out here trying to get laid. He's like, Madame, may I have one crumb of pussy? Why? I mean, who is Geralt to stop his... 
His friend. Yeah, Geralt just straight up does not give a shit. Like he thinks Dandelion's. He's a great wingman. Daryl? Yeah. He thinks, like, he sort of thinks Dandelion's, like, cute and, like, interesting because, <laughs> because like, stupid. witchers, yeah, witchers, like, lose, um, they, they, like, deaden their emotions and part of it's through the mutations and part of it's through training where they just give up, like, they don't get upset or angry or confused or, you know, whatever. It's just, like, you know, they have exactly as much information as they have and that's it. And then they act on it, you know. It's weird, yeah. They're supposed to be, like, very logical. They're very... Um, but that doesn't always work. Yeah, they're very, like... Obviously, they do have feelings, but... A lot like Spock, um, you know? Where it's... Yeah, they're just different. Yeah. Right. Um, so, he... Uh, Geralt and Dandelion basically team up to help uh, this, you know, kind of psychic child, Alvin. Alvin! Uh, they're helping with uh, problems. Um, there's, like, this big major side quest that you do where there's like this like weird wedding going on that you have to help all this shit out with um you're negotiating between uh the village and the inhabitants of uh there's like dryads that live in uh this forest nearby and they like want to lead a like holocaust on this fucking city god damn uh, and you're like, dude, these villagers have nothing to do with the Order of this Flaming Rose. They don't do anything to you. It's other people that are hurting you, not them. So, there's this whole thing. Um, eventually, the conflict between the Order and the Scoyotel threatens the village. Uh, Geralt has to pick a side or become the enemy of both factions. Uh, the scared Alvin mysteriously disappears in a flash. Geralt and Dandelion decide to sail back to Vizima and finish Salamandra. Um, King Foltest returns and retakes control of the city, but at the same time, there's a civil war, basically, between, uh, the Scoyotel and the Order. Um, so the Scoyotel have, have created, like, a mass uprising. The Order of the Flaming Rose has responded by killing non-humans, uh, with, you know, they don't care if they're part of this organization or innocent. They're just gonna kill all non-humans. Um... Depending on what side you took in the previous battle, Geralt must either help the knights or the elves in the battle... Or, uh, if you're neutral, you assist nurses in a field hospital. Uh, Geralt also deals with Ada, who is suffering from a relapse of her curse, after which the grateful King Foltest discloses clues about the sorcerer, or uh, I should say the wizard, Azar Javed's location. Storming the main Salabandra base with his allies, Geralt finally kills the evil mage, but is shocked to learn that the mastermind behind Salamandra's mutation program is, in fact, the Grand Master of the Order of the Flaming Rose. Dun, dun, So hopefully dun. you didn't choose to side with them at that point. Right. They're, they're um, the animals. With most of the Knights of the Order and their mutant, which you are now having to face, so like high-level-ass fucking mutants in fucking heavy plate armor, uh, are now entering open rebellion. The king again turns to Geralt with a contract to kill the Grand Master. Upon being confronted, the Grand Master tries to persuade Geralt of his greater plan to save humanity from this prophecy. It's called uh, Eleuthian's Prophecy, which is that... Uh, I forget what the... Let me, let me look it up. It's, it's really cool. Uh, let's see. Um... Wow. I cannot find it. It just keeps trying to fucking redirect me to um, the game Disciples 2 Dark Prophecy. Bastards. Witcher. Um, so, uh, basically there's this Curse of the White Frost, which is... Uh, 
basically um, the white frost is a poetic metaphor for an upcoming age of ice caused by changes in the planet's orbit and axis which would cause the northern hemisphere to three to freeze uh, Nimue's prophecy might be it why is Google not helping me out with this yeah I, no it's really weird anyways um, oh I found it oh there it is I'll be damned oh there it is Okay, but uh, basically it's like they're trying to, he's trying to avoid this, like, cataclysm uh, that will, um, you know, destroy the earth as they know it and basically cease, like, human life. Uh, the actual prophecy is, uh, Verily I say unto you, the era of the sword and the axe is nigh, the era of the wolf's blizzard, the time of the white chill and the white light is nigh, and the time of madness and the time of contempt. Ted Deirdre, the time of the end. The world will die amidst frost and be reborn with the new sun. It will be reborn of elder blood of Hen Ekar, of the seed that has been sown, a seed which will not sprout but burst into flame. S2FSA, thus shall it be. Watch for the signs. What signs shall these be? I say unto you, first the earth will flow with the blood of the Ensaid, the blood of elves. And the first book is called The Blood of the Elves. So, um, that's what they used to basically like this call me in high school white chill the blood of the elves uh the white chill yes <laughs> i remember buying white chill with my friends behind the bleachers <laughs> so um yeah he's like basically he's like trying to stop this doomsday by doing some fucked up shit right um the skeptical Geralt is cast into an icy icy wasteland illusioned by the grand master who the grand master is strikingly similar to the child alvin uh, Geralt successfully defeats him is then approached by the king of the wild hunt in specter form uh, the wild hunt, what you want at at this point the wild hunt it's not what you want it's either way at this point in the game uh, the wild hunt is believed to be um, basically like the grim reaper like it's this group in plate armor that kind of travel between dimensions and like annihilate important yeah people. like on horseback and frost comes with yeah, them and everything they're like yeah. skeletal looking Yes. So, like, that is... More information on that's gotten in the third game, which is all about the right. Wild Hunt. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, but it's a really important thing throughout the series of the Wild Hunt is, like, this sort of fabled group, I guess. Um, so the king of the Wild Hunt appears to collect the Grandmaster's soul. The Spectre warns Geralt of the impending events. Uh, depending on story choices, or you may have to fight him. In which case, Geralt murders the Grand Master and escapes the illusion. Uh, that's the ending that I had. Uh, in the ending cutscene, a man with the Witcher's vertical pupils attempts to assassinate Foltest, but is thwarted by Geralt, which is, leads directly into The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. So, um, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, like, the game, obviously, like any role-playing game, the side quests are some of the best content in the game. Um, the uh, So my playthrough... Um, I, the reason I got into The Witcher 1 and the reason I actually played it all the way through, even though I probably started it in like 2010, uh -huh. is because I had been reading the books. Uh, the first two, well, the first short story book and the first part of the actual story, the novel, I had read both of those. So, um, like the story with the um, King Foltest's daughter being the monster, that's a short story in the first, uh, you know, collection that was released. Um, a lot of the stuff about elves and non-humans comes from the first novel, uh, The Blood of Elves, 
which is, um, you know, some of the stuff is referenced directly in the game, but not a lot of it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of, like, really important stuff that will come into play later on in the Witcher uh, series. Um, For example, like, you know, uh, Triss is there at the castle in the beginning when you're attacked by the Scoia'tael. Why is Triss there? Well, basically, she has said to Geralt that, like, before he went missing, it's like, basically, they were dating, and like she like him and her were together in this big battle um i think it's the battle of sodden um where Geralt takes a mad pitchfork to the gut so um and and like triss was believed to have died there as well and she was actually just hiding and recovering um so you know she's like hey we're you know we're we were together that's why we were at this battle that's why we were on the hill and then like in witcher 2 you find out that in fact um you know she's basically lied to you and you were actually in this like extremely long-term like 100 year long relationship with yennefer which is another character that doesn't really appear in this game um so you know there's that aspect i guess tris is pretty dope though you gotta every once in a while you gotta trade in for a younger model you know? every once in a while you gotta especially so, when you're the white especially wolf. when you're gonna live a couple hundred yeah, years you gotta, i mean you gotta do what also you speaking of uh the white wolf um, this dude is also known as the horn dog because one of the main things you can do in this game is like there's kind of like a god of war there's like a sex mini game he's of like how many characters can you fuck and you get trading cards for each <laughs> person that you successfully seduce so he's been known as the unicorn breaker is what he's been known mm-hmm. as um witcher one Oh god! Uh, sex cards. Not something I'm gonna look up. That's a great image That's, search. I bet way. it is, and they're very tasteful. I guarantee. Yeah, only, only good comments. Um. Yep. So this, this whole game. Does the okay? So. Yes. The whole map is the is it the exact same as the map for two and three? No. Okay. I mean, it's close. Like they tried to stick with what they were doing. They had a very is it good supposed to be the same area? design, or is or or is yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, Vizima. You do go back to Vizima, and uh, that's the main city, I believe. In um, which is yeah, the the area is Tamaria, right? Area Tamaria, area Tamaria, Ariola Tamariola. Because okay. I'm looking at this map, and this map doesn't make much sense from the. It changes. Yeah, so I see, like, I see Vizima. Vizima reminds me of... That was that first big town you get to after... In the third one, right? After you finish up... Yeah, it's the one in the yeah. north. Yeah, and... Yeah, that that looks right. But then I see the swamps are to the west, and I think the swamps were to the east in three. Oh, I'm wrong. Uh, wait a minute. This doesn't really make sense. I'm looking at a map. There's so many maps. Is the problem. Okay, so um, yeah, there's a lot of maps. So Vizima. It says Vizima is the city that's occupied by uh, the Nilfgaardian. You know, the Nilfgaardian emperor is apparently in the Vizima royal palace. Okay. So that means that it doesn't really appear in the game. But it looks exactly like it. The way that the routes go into the city. Yeah. I don't remember the route to Old... Merchant's Gate, Maribor Gate, Miller's Gate, Temple Quarter. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'll pop this over here really quick, just so we uh, are all looking at the same thing here. Right. 
Um, but yeah, Vazima here has the Royal Quarter. It, it all looks like the exact same as it was in the third game, where it had like the small sections right outside, and then it had the. It's almost like a like a mini. It's like an island. Vazima's like an island, and it has mm -hmm. like three or four routes in. I don't remember the old Vazima route. No. Okay. So in uh, Witcher Three, it is. Um, it's a. Uh... God damn it, why would you not show me the fucking name? Novigrad. Yes. Velen and Novigrad. Alright, let's go ahead and find Vine. I'm trying to get a bigger it? map that shows more of the fucking I know, they only zoom in easy. on, like, Novigrad. Pimpin' really ain't easy. Yeah, they're, they're dicks about it. What's this one? Novigrad. Nope, zoomed in. The map's too big. They're like, can't do it, dog. Damn. But yeah, the uh, oh, that's interesting. But um, yeah, so it doesn't really appear in Witcher Three, I guess. But it's very similar. I mean, they're they're it's in the same country, so the layout of their like towns are similar because they make them the same. Right. Um, but yeah, I the, guess uh, it is different. It's just very very similar. It looks pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> it. I, I forgot that. Um, uh, Novigrad has that like port where it has that like peninsula right. that wraps around the west. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving on from the old Maparinos. Yeah. So there's. I mean, you're doing these like romances with certain characters. You're, um, you know, there's there's a lot a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. It's hard to cover it all. Right, right. So throwing romances aside, because I don't romances don't impact the story that heavily, right? No, in this game they don't impact it at all, really, except for certain things that Triss will say. Yeah. So it's just kind of um, like personal, like flavor. Er, yo, it's oh, personal it's a flavor, flavor, right? Personal flavor saver, right here. Like drinking a uh, yeah. Can so of um, there's also like Shani, which is a sort of a young woman who is not a mage. She's a um, she's um, she's like a healer, I guess. I think she's a uh, uh, like a field medic, basically for the army. Mm -hmm. So she's one that wants you to kind of be truly neutral, because um, you'll help her out. Um, but yeah, so um, there's you know a couple like main character romances, like named character romances, basically, um, which is interesting. But uh, the main like the the crux of the game, I think, really is doing the like contracts where it'll be like, hey, can you go out and capture? Uh, well, like we need somebody to kill this like evil like worm creature that's out in the farm fields, and like that that really is where. I think um, The Witcher does some of the best stuff. Because uh, that's, like, the real job of what Witchers do, right? So you get the most interesting particular things um, just because that's the point of, like, this is what Witchers do. They go and hunt shit. So here's shit to hunt. Right. So. Yeah. I always thought that was really good. Um... One of the main things about the game that's different from the books mm -hmm. is that in the game, uh, Geralt uses two particular 
swords. So he uses a silver sword to slay monsters and a um, steel sword to kill uh, humans or you know non-monstrous yeah. creatures. So like silver is like something unique about, um, I guess is uh, is that the like human world. yeah is that like thought to be like does that just harken back to like vampire or uh werewolves yeah like yeah Where they're a monster. like i mean that's the thing of vampires too that vampires are harmed by silver okay um, yeah so it's just like a monster thing monsters are harmed by yeah. silver yeah, yeah makes sense all right so, so story-wise where where are we what do we I mean, this game really sets up... Uh, like, it's it's uh, not super important stuff as far as, I guess, you know, the future games will be concerned. Like, they did not have, like, a Bioware-style, like, save-forwarding. Yeah, like, where it picks your... Uh, like, what happened in the first game for you in the second game. Like, you can't... Right, import. yeah, it can't really tell. It can, it can tell... So, I think in uh, Witcher 2, if you play on PC you get a special item set. Like, you get, like, a squirrel armor if you sided with the squirrels, and you get, like, a Order of the Sacred Rose armor if you decide with the Order. Right. So it can tell that somehow. Yeah. But... And I, I do like... I mean, importing the whole save thing and seeing what you picked is fine, but I also don't mind the... Okay, what did you pick in the last game? In the beginning of mm -hmm. your new game. And then it kind of, like... Right. And they kind of they do that. In, uh, yeah, that's. I, I think that's fine. That doesn't. That doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of a an interesting. Um, you know the uh, the the way that they kind of were able to reference back to the past. It's kind of interesting. But uh, you know, each game story is fully self-contained. Um, the Witcher One and Witcher Two are the close the closest tied together because you're kind of continuing to make the same choices yeah you're still in the witcher um, 2 you're still trying to figure everything out right i mean yeah and the witcher 2 is when you're starting to realize all these things like you realize that you've been tricked by um by Triss. By Triss. uh you kind of find out more about the witchers and who some of your enemies were and whatnot definitely um yeah so i don't know it's a, uh, you know, it was it was good for what it was, but it was kind of rough, um, even for its time. I played this after playing Dragon Age Origins, which is brilliant. yeah, that's not great. That's not the way to go. The combat in in yeah. the in the game, there's no, there's no connection. There's no recoil. Your character is just slicing through the air, like frantically. Um, yeah, and you're watching like a health gauge just kind of like tick down around the enemy's feet. The enemies like feet, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty it, it's pretty rough and I remember movement being a little stiff like it definitely was. it just didn't it just felt weird so I, I don't know maybe um, on the live stream we've been watching someone kind of play mm -hmm. and I see the guy and this guy's playing he's pretty moving well pretty well so I wonder if he has like some sort of like extra thing to make it mm -hmm. not. <laughs> You know, not yeah. as bad as it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm making it worse. But, uh... Cool, do we have more to add to this, or...? I mean, um... The, uh... 
one of the main things about the game that was really smart of them to do is that a lot all the choices you made had repercussions but the repercussions would not pop up for a while usually like sometimes there's a choice where it's like hey will you help us or help them and then you know right away what happens because of I that. do like that but most of the choices like you'll like help a kid at a certain point in a story mission and then later on you'll see them and they're like oh because of you I was able to survive and like you know, if you didn't do X, Y, Z, it turns out the house I was in, like, burned down 20 minutes later, so thanks for saving my life. Or, a lot of times, something that will happen is, basically, you're, like, you know, somebody's, like, suffering, and you're, like, here, take this Witcher potion, you may survive. Yeah. And if, if you survive, this will heal you. You might make it. If, if not, this might poison you and you'll die instantly. So, like, you give it to them, and then later on in the game, it's, like, hey, I'm the friend of that person that you gave the potion to and it like they lived but they're blind and deaf now and they can't walk and like it crippled them right you know what i mean it's like and you're you know as Geralt, you're like uh i was just trying to help and they're like well you didn't help which is like really cool um you know it's kind of like you have to think of your consequences so far ahead of time Mm -hmm. um uh yeah so that's uh that's the main part of the like the the plot uh, the main story is very short for what it is like most of what you're doing in this game side quest okay cool well um i think that gives everyone a pretty good idea of what the the first witcher um not Mm. only was like but where it came from and uh what was going on um so i guess to summarize how how would you summarize this up as the ending going into uh, The Witcher 2? Yeah, Assassin's I mean, basically, um, just like a roll-up of the main story is that um, Geralt's kind of rediscovering who he is as a Witcher. Um, you're re-meeting a bunch of people, like, constantly in these all three of the games. You'll run into somebody, and they're like, hey, do you remember me? And you're like, uh, no. No? No. <laughs> um, so, like, it's kind of setting the stage for that. Um, you are kind of getting accidentally involved in some like really high level politics where the neutrality of witchers is challenged. Um, you gotta stay strong. You gotta stay strong and neutral. Hell no! I always side with the squirrels. The squirrels are dope, dude. Plus, you can fuck some hot elf bitches. <sighs> Nothing wrong yeah, with that. It's, am I right, you boys? Need multiple playthroughs is what. What I love like. getting that pointy ear right up my asshole. <laughs> I call them knife ears for a reason. Poke them. Good daffy. Poke if you got them. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, also dwarves are all dope. Like, extremely cool. Like, a dwarf will, like, see you and be like, oh, I hate witchers. Witchers are, like, uh, you know, a witcher killed my cousin or whatever the fuck. And you're like, hey, want a drink? And they're like, hell yeah, let's go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, the game, like, you know, a lot of times you're going into combat with, like, okay, I'm going to go fight a vampire. I know it's a vampire. It's a Bruxa vampire, which is like very high damage dealing, whatever. Um, I know that I'm going to use my silver sword. I'm going to create an oil that specifically does more damage to vampires, basically poisons them. I'll put that on my sword. I'm going to drink a black blood potion, which makes it so that if a vampire sucks my blood to try to heal themselves, it'll hurt them instead. And then also, I'm going to take this potion, a thunderbolt, that lets me move faster. So it's like... You know, it might take you, like, ten minutes to properly prepare for the certain fight. Or you might end up having to go on, like, ten side quests to get ready for a fight. 
that's like, oh, I need to be able to brew this certain type of potion, so I need to go do this, and I need to make a fucking silver powder bomb so I can reveal their location, and I need to go do all this shit. Obviously. I need to fuck this lady over here, I need to go do this whole side quest. So, like, um, you know, it's it, it's rough because, like, even, like, talking about it and watching it, I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to play this again. But I just don't know if I have it Is in me. Is the... Like, so, watching a lot of the gameplay and playing what I did play, which wasn't... Oh, it plays like pure ass. There, there wasn't a lot of, like, sign work. Like, I haven't seen... A uh, that all depends on how you build. Um, so, uh, and it's, it's tough to, like, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. It's... You can build as a more sign-based... Like, mostly it's going to be, like, things that you use once at the start of combat. So you might lay a Yurden, uh, like a trap Yurden. sign, and just fucking walk right. away, right? Like, okay, this is here. Good to go. Time to go home. Um, or you might, you know... Um, you might go and, you know, set up a... Like, like I was very combat-focused. I tried not to use too much magic. Because the magic is just, it's, you know, notoriously, like, hard to work with. Um, it's very finicky. So, you know, I, I didn't want to go that way. It's kind of like, um, what's the game? Uh, it's kind of like Dark Souls. Where, like, if you're a good mage and you know what you're doing, you're fucking overpowered as shit. Right, right, yeah. And if you're some dumbass idiot, then you're going to ruin your own life for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're going to learn the hard way. So... Right. All right. So, you know, it's definitely that that type of vibe. Um, where you could definitely use more signs. It's primarily used outside of combat or to set up combat. So, like, you would use uh, Axie. If you leveled up your Axie or whatever, you could influence enemies in conversations. And that's really the only major use. So. All right. So, to end this, we'll just do... I'll do a quick rundown of uh, this last little bit of stuff that we found on the wiki. Uh, just on what it says, because it does lead directly into The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. Um, so at the end, with most of uh, Knights of the Order and their mutants now entering open rebellion, the king again turns to Geralt with a contract to kill the Grand Master. Upon being confronted, the Grand Master tries to persuade Geralt of his greater plan to save humanity from prophecies of world-consuming ice. Uh, the skeptical uh, Geralt casts uh, into the icy waste, uh, wasteland illusion by the Grand Master who bears a striking similarity to Alvin, like you said. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's revealed in the game. He Alvin is like a version of him as a child that was seeing into the future. Yeah. And he is Alvin grown up, but he also has been to the future. So the real Alvin would be like 30, but the Grand Master is like 50 or 60 and he's been to the future and then came back to try to avert the crisis sort of um strangely it's not super important to the story <laughs> Geralt successfully defeats him and then is approached by the king of the wild hunt like he said um to collect the grandmaster's soul the specter warns the great king of the impending event uh or fights him and disappears upon which Geralt um Upon which Geralt murders yeah. the Grandmaster and escapes the illusion, ending mm -hmm. the cutscene. Uh, or in the end cutscene, a man with uh, Witcher's vertical slit pupils uh, attempts to assassinate Foltis, but is thwarted by Geralt, leading directly into uh, 
Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. So um, that's pretty much the summary that I, that I wanted to put forth. Like reiterate, reiterate just yeah. because we have uh, The Witcher 2 coming up will be our next episode in two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, like, it is important to note, too, like, uh, so the main, I didn't say it when you asked, but the main crux of this game is, are you siding with these kind of, uh, you know, the Order of the Flaming Rose, which, like I said, they do offer some good points. That's like, look, we need control, we need order, this world is a dangerous place, there's monsters out there, and I can't deal with these people that refuse to fall in line. Like, they're gonna get us all fucking killed. Which is sort of correct. And then also the squirrels that are like, um, you know, they get to the point where it's almost like, uh, um, you know, they're, they are justified in what they're saying, but a lot of what they take out their anger on are people that don't deserve it. So if it's like, you know, they're being crushed by, very specifically, they're being crushed by elite humans that want to take their land, like kings, um, dukes, emperors, you know, high power people. A guy that works at the bakery and is barely able to feed his 19 kids from fucking 26 different women, he's not the enemy of the elves, right? right? Like, he's a little racist or whatever, but that's just it's just who he is. Like, he doesn't directly hurt anybody. And then the elves will be like, fuck humans, fuck this guy, and they'll kill him, right? right? And it's like, okay, the exact same thing happens to the elves. So, in a way, they're sort of justified because it is all humans are their enemy, right? It, it, it really is like you're with us or against us. Because when the crowd comes with pitchforks, you know, it doesn't matter if this one particular farmer is actually innocent. He's just been caught up in the moment. He's still going to kill yeah. you. So, like, um, you know, both sides are conflicting. There's not, like, a clear right and wrong. And then the, kind of the end of the game sort of shows, like, oh, shit, the, the order is evil. But then you hear the description, and it's like, okay, okay yeah. dude, like, maybe we're evil, but, like, if we save the world, does it matter? Yeah. Gotta, like you have to make those choices as the as the player. Got to crack some eggs. Like, is it worth that it? omelet? Exactly. Yeah. Like, is it is it worth it to have, um, you know, to to increase suffering in order to preserve survival? Right. You know. All right. Um, it's sort of a debate that's going on in the real world. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's like just just bigger play. You know, people that are bigger than your current station trying to right. crush you by saying that you are the enemy, even though you have nothing to do with the enemy. Right. And then the other side, not even knowing who their real enemy actually right. is, right? Or not being able to inflict anything on them. So we do actually have some... Uh, you you want to jump into some of the like bonus trees? Yeah, yeah. There's just some, some cool fun things that, uh, you know, upon doing a bit of research and finding out um, about, uh, you know, about the game. Um, like I'll go ahead and start with uh, the this first one's crazy. The, well, yeah, I'll go ahead and start with that then. Um, in '96 okay. and '97, the Witcher video game was being developed by uh, Metropolis Software in Poland, but was canceled. The game director was um, Adrian. Uh, Good luck Ma- on that one. Kemalars. Kemalars. Yeah. Former People Can Fly co-founder and creative director who coined the translation The Witcher during its development. According to him, the game would have been a 3D action-adventure game with role-playing elements such as moral choices and experience points. Yeah, their their studio, uh, Metropolis Software, actually was acquired by CD Projekt, 
uh, it was closed, and then it was renamed uh, like the same. Their their you know properties and their shit that they had was renamed CD Projekt Red. Yeah. So so it's super interesting. They they kind of got rid of them so that there wasn't another studio that had the rights to make a Witcher. Or game. I mean, did they get rid of those people, or do you think they hired some of them? I would assume that a lot of them just went over to work. I mean, I don't know how so big Metropolis, Metropolis kind of could have become CD Projekt Red. Right. I mean, certainly their like leadership was gotten rid of because the people that work the the heads of CD Projekt Red were CD Projekt employees and actually started CD Projekt. Yeah, right. So like Marcin Nowinski and a couple other guys like um, Adam Badowski. Um, um, on top, you know, we're part of the other business. Really. So yeah, this came out obviously much later than ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, yeah, two thousand. It came out like ten years later. Um, yeah. So I think that was probably good for it, though. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. The, the fact that there could be, you know, they had something else, another idea to bounce off of. Yeah, I think I think this ten years ago would have been um, troublesome because it's it's, well, it's like about the technology of the time. It would have been. Pure it would have been death. really bad. And where would it have went? It's hard to play now. Yeah, and you assuming know? that. Man, I don't know. That was it a point and click? Do you think it was just a point and click game in ninety seven? Or do you think it was actually I mean, sort of what it was in fucking two thousand seven, so <laughs> kinda. Of, I don't know. Yeah. Um but uh as well, this game after its release in two thousand seven had uh two add ons planned. The first one called Scars of Betrayal was in development by uh Ossian Studios. Um sure. and was eventually cancelled. Uh, in 2008 at some point and then they also had The Witcher Outcast was in development by Rock City or Rogue City I guess Rock City sure uh, but eventually that was cancelled as well yeah and there was actually um, so basically there's a really good uh, series of documentaries um, by is it Noclip on YouTube that's talking about um, a bunch of behind the scenes stuff for Witcher 3 specifically mm-hmm. but then just kind of the company travel and everything sure. as well um, and uh, one of the things they talk about there as well is uh, The Witcher Rise of the White Wolf was going to be a console port for the game uh, would have come out on the 360 and PS3 uh, this was worked on by various studios for a little over a year and um, it actually ended up uh, let me dig up the exact details again because I just kind of typed down what I remembered I want to get the real shit Like I can't believe that it was not finished and ported to consoles. That's kind of mind-blowing to me. I mean, so the problem is that it was... It would have been essentially impossible. The engine does not run on consoles. Aurora engine does not work on consoles. Oh, okay. So, um, in fact, you know, we're seeing uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 being re-released on console actually this month. <laughs> um, that was like an insane technical lift that's been worked on for 10 years. <laughs> So, it's, like, insanely difficult to get that shit Ridiculous. to work. Um, so, yeah, the console version on November 29th of 2008, a year after the game came out, a console, a video covering the console version of the game was uploaded on the internet. On December 2nd, uh, CD Projekt Red confirmed that The Witcher was being ported to PS3 and 360. Um, it had been built from the ground up for widescreen games DaVinci Engine and featured a host of differences. It was a complete rebuild of the game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Um, the senior designer uh, at CD Projekt Red, Jacob Stylinski, the game featured a new interface, new boss battles, new music, new models, and redesigned character development system, in addition to an entirely new action-oriented combat system with better enemy AI, additional motion capture animations, and the ability to directly control De Geralt's defensive maneuvers. CD Projekt also confirmed that the game would feature downloadable content. On the 29th of April 2009, so six months later, uh, or I guess five months later, um, it was announced that the production of the game had been halted due to late payments from CD Projekt to the French developer uh, Widescreen Games. A release from CD Projekt CEO um, stated that the payments were delayed due to Widescreen Games not meeting deadlines, additionally stating, quote, technically, the technical incapability created a risk of missing planned quality and that CD Projekt had ended their association with the company. Uh, so kind of fucked to not pay them. I mean, even if their work wasn't right, you sort of like they did work. Right. So, yeah, like something fire has them. to happen. Like don't just make them keep working and then not pay them. Like fire right. them. Right. right? Um so uh to kind of try to recover from that at the game developers conference, CD Project announced an enhanced version of the game. Um the significant changes featured in the enhanced version are 200 new animations, wow. new NPC models, recoloring of generic NPC models so that it doesn't just seem like there's only 10 enemy models in because the game. Because there were only right? 10. Uh, there were basically only 10. Vastly expanded and corrected dialogues and translated versions, which was pretty bad at first. Improved stability, redesigned inventory, and load times reduced by 80%. In addition, all bugs were said to be fixed and the game manual completely overhauled. There were two new adventures available to play through, uh, one called Side Effects and one called The Price of Neutrality. Uh, a new option is to mix and match 10 different languages of voice and subtitles. So you could have Polish voicing, and English subtitles, which is the ideal way to play. Um, yeah. Aside from these enhancements, Witcher Enhanced Edition includes a making of DVD, a CD with 29 in-game soundtracks, another CD with inspired by music, uh, the short story The Witcher from the book of The Last Wish, the first Witcher book, a map of Temeria printed on high-quality paper, and the official strategy guide, hmm. um, just included with the game, which is how deep these RPGs are. Uh, in addition, a new and enhanced version of the Jin Adventure Editor was on the DVD, as well as two new adventures. Uh, the game updates, as well as the boxes extras, are available as a free download for owners of the original version, who registered their game on the forum. Uh, old save games are compatible with the enhanced edition. That's the hard yeah. part. Um, according to CD Projekt co-founder Michal Kaczynski, yep. the enhanced edition required a $1 million investment, and the company shipped 300,000 copies of the retail <sighs> version worldwide. Uh, additionally, there was a director's cut version of the game released in North America on the 31st of July 2009. It's equal to the enhanced edition available to the rest of the world, but the North American version had specific censorship applied. The director's cut removed that censorship with an uncensored patch. So basically, we got more tips. Hell yeah. A um, little bit more gore, too. Uh, the game received very positive reviews, obviously. It's an 81 out of 100 on Metacritic. It's considered one of the better RPGs of the year, which is pretty brutal. And it's also included in the book 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, that's 1001 really game. games you must play. It's the 1001st. Yeah, I mean, some <laughs> um, people made the, the list that shouldn't have made the list is what I'm getting at. <laughs> right. Um, they're also, I mean, The Witcher, basically, the series uh, has eight books. So there's two short story collections... Uh, five mainline novels and I think one additional. Um, I don't know what is up with the additional one. 
Uh, there's four video games, if you include... Um, there was, like, a tabletop game that was released as mobile and PC yeah. that's playable. Uh, the, the, the board game, that is. Um, there's a tabletop role-playing game made by Artel Sorian. Uh, there's a card game being uh, Gwent. Um, there are two early movies that were in Poland that are called uh, The Hexer, which is the original translation. Yeah. And there was the one uh, Hexer TV series as well as the upcoming Netflix series, which I'm going to be mad watching. Oh, yeah. Uh, starring Henry Cavill as the sexy witcher. He is still, I, I don't know, he's still a weird cast I would fuck Henry Cavill. to me. I don't know why. I think after seeing him in all of his makeup and the way that he's actually going to appear on the show, I think he looks his, really good. His, I, I think his acting is scary to me because... His acting is very overshadowed by his butt chin, I'll point out. It, it's, it, I don't know. I, it ha- there's a feeling there that I'm not settled on with... With him, and I, I don't know why. I think it's because I've seen him as Superman. Yes. And I, well. I personally, and shit, go ahead and blow up, uh, blow up our Twitter. I personally don't like Superman at all. Yeah, I didn't like the news. I either. mean, at all. I don't like Superman. Period. Oh, just yeah. As a I, th- I, I think he's the worst superhero that <laughs> of all of the superheroes. Uh, uh, my OC character has every power. Uh, Cartman uh, style. Actually, you can't. Um, no, you can't uh, use fire on him because uh, he can use uh, ice breath to nullify your fire. And then if you used uh, ice, he would use his laser vision to melt the ice. Uh, always right. ready exactly. Oh, you can't uh, catch him because he is too uh, quick? The Flash could never catch Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman would simply fly so fast around the Earth in the opposite direction that it starts to uh, rewind time, and then the Flash, therefore, would not be able to run after him. <laughs> it really is what Superman's like. So, I mean, 100% do come in my DMs. I'm ready to destroy every fuckboy that I come across, and Weebs especially will unite on me to tell me that Goku is stronger than Superman. Eat a dick. <laughs> Oh God! I just—he's not—he's just so far from character, like character that I could even remotely give a shit about. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree at a that. con, someone offered me they were giving out a free promotional book, Batman and Superman, nah. and I declined it. Nah. I was like, "You say it has Superman in it, right?" Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yo, that's wild though that a people can fly. Yeah. Dude, because we were just talking about yeah. that. So, yeah, that's that's very interesting. I mean, there's like four total Polish game developers, and two of them only make fucking Plants vs. Zombies ripoffs, so... Painful. I mean, I guess you would eventually run into the same people over and over again, but still kind of... Yeah. But cool, that is uh, a wrap on our, on our first episode here of uh, Story Mode. Um, presented, of course, by Mammoth Games, Inc., uh, so thank you guys for joining us. If you like this, um, you know, give us a follow. Follow us over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. And as well, keep up with us on the daily over on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Likes, comments, shares, reviews, uh, it, you know, whatever else uh, is all appreciated. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, continuing this with The Witcher 2, uh, Assassin of Kings. Uh, here in uh, two weeks um, give us some time to get some research some cool information about the game um, and present to you uh, 
the continuation of the Witcher video game series, uh, leading up to The Witcher Three. And I could boy, that's gonna be like a six episode. And, arc. and I could I don't know why I can also see this. Like we should, uh, if we had done this at a different time, we should have took a break right when Siri started talking about the future, and just did all of Cyberpunk right there. Just cut one of the episodes there, did Cyberpunk, come back to The Witcher. Um, I hope that you bump into Oh my god. That'd be so cool to just see somebody that is, you're like, that's probably I will lose my shit. Yeah, she's gotta be in. And these are guys known to do. Like, there's an Assassin's Creed reference in Witcher That is the best, like, like, fan service that could be done. It really is. It madly fucks me up. Um, but yeah, if you guys love this as much as we do, uh, stick with us and, uh, we'll be, uh, delivering some more awesome Witcher info, uh, soon. If you guys have a series that you think we should cover, also drop us that line. Let us know. Uh, we have an ongoing list. We don't even know what we're doing next. Uh, we're finishing this candy bar before we open another. Um, so, uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, but for Mammoth Games, Inc., I am Night Swarm. And I'm filter cord. Have a good one.